0: Want to become famously influential to the right people? Then welcome to Micro Famous. If you're driven to teach, train, and lead people, this is the place to learn how to use podcasting, guest interviews, and social media to become Micro Famous. So while your competition is scattered, chaotic, and running from one shiny object to another, you're moving forward with confidence and clarity. The Micro Famous strategy you'll learn here will help you build influence, attract an audience, convert them into clients you love, all with a minimum of time, effort, and energy. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, agency founder, author of Microfamous, and if you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, let's jump into the latest episode of Microfamous. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, we're talking about the accidental split test. Yes, I do mean accidental, and when I say split test, uh, I want to take you back a few years to when I first started uh, in podcasting, and in the same year, 2015, um, I launched two different podcasts. I launched Real Estate Uncensored and then I started working with a longtime client on a show that became the Team Building Podcast. And we both started both of those shows on Google Hangouts back when that was a thing. Now, flash forward to present day and I just passed my five-year anniversary as a co-host of Real Estate Uncensored. We've got a million and a half downloads and counting uh, and that show has done really well. However, the other show that I launched that same year Uh, which eventually became the team building podcast, um, was, uh, I've had a very different experience with that. It has also gone extremely well, but here's the thing. One of them was much, much easier to monetize and it wasn't the one that has a million and a half downloads. And I want to dig a little bit into why that is because it shocked me for, you know, for one thing. And I think it would shock a lot of people to know that. And I don't think most people get the experience to have a a split test where you're literally running two different podcasts with two different strategies into the exact same market at the exact same time. In my case, I was a co-host of both. We used the same strategy to launch both. I was a partner in both coaching consulting businesses behind it at the time. And so I got a very good A-B test of each different approach to podcasting. So the shows were Real Estate Uncensored, which is the larger one, uh, and that was ha- aimed at a mainstream audience of agents in our space. So residential real estate agents. These are the people that pay for coaching, they buy books, they buy courses, and yada yada. So the idea was: hey, let's launch this podcast. Me and my co-host are going to get into coaching, consulting, and training agents. Well, then I launched the team building podcast that had a much higher level uh, niche, advanced, savvy, sophisticated audience of more of real estate team leaders extremely high producing agents that had small teams, or they were solo agents with a couple of staff members to support them, and they were looking to expand, and then indie broker owners, right? So much higher level market. That podcast got far fewer downloads, didn't get as many of the accolades, didn't make as many of the top 10, top 15, top 20 lists of the the industry podcasts, but it was way easier to monetize. In fact, let me give you a quick rundown of the coaching consulting company behind it, Elite Real Estate Systems. So multi-six-figure coaching consulting business based on events and group coaching. They've got over 100 monthly group coaching clients. Uh, they've got monthly events where people come into their office in Omaha, Nebraska, literally get onto a plane and fly to Omaha, Nebraska to, to spend 12 hours in their office learning all of their systems and walking away with, with their intellectual property. That goes for three grand a pop right, for, per person that shows up to that. And then they're also starting to run a yearly, like a team building uh, podcast, like a like a, a whole event based around the team building concept, pulling in a lot of the team owners and and broker owners and a lot of their potential and ideal clients into an event in Omaha once a year. And uh, around seventy percent of the attendees say that they've heard about the event and showed up because of the podcast. So I want to point out a few of the things um, that we did right in that podcast because those are the some the 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 things that really led me down the path of really putting deep thought and experimentation into why that podcast worked so well, and then reproducing that with other client shows. So I'm going to give you a rundown here real quick of some of the things that we did that are pulled straight from the Microfamous book that we did right with the team building podcast and, and why that works. So number one, we skipped the many and we went straight to the few. Number two, we targeted the most valuable slice of the market. Number three, we gave them very deep, advanced content that they were looking for. Number four, we got the host, my co-host on that show, we got him featured on other podcasts to reach more people and pull them into the audience. Number five, we turned podcasting, podcasting into speaking opportunities for him. And number six, we kept the brand flexible so we had freedom of movement. And I wanna dive into a few of those real quick. So we, what, what do I mean when I say we skipped the many and went straight to the few? Well, you can read the chapter about that. Uh, it's called Choose Who to Serve. In, in the Micro Famous book. But essentially what we did with that team building podcast is we skimmed off the people that we felt were the most likely to pay for a $3,000 event or $1,000 to $1,500 for some type of group coaching. And that is not everybody. That is not a mainstream audience, even in the real estate market of people, of agents, because if you know the real estate market, uh, 80% of agents don't produce enough. They don't make enough income to afford that. So it automatically limits your market. But we embraced it. And rather than trying to go after the mainstream and then sell to a small percentage of them, we just said, hey, we're just going to go and we're going to create a podcast straight for the people who can buy the coaching and the events. And so then we targeted the most valuable slice of the market. So we asked ourselves, well, who are those people that are savvy enough, they're successful enough already that they have the ex- the strength of execution and the financial wherewithal and the risk-taking ability to put something like a three grand down to come to an event and walk away with somebody's intellectual property from another team that they respect. That's not everybody. So again, we targeted the most valuable slice of the market. And then what we did is we gave them very deep advanced content. And I don't mean just deep in like a strategic sense. We even really dug into the tactical content, but only the types of tactical content that real estate team owners, leaders, and aspiring team leaders care about. So when we would give tactical information, it wasn't the tactical information of, hey, reach out to your friends and family, or hey, go get your business cards. It was tactical information like, how do you raise your lead conversion rate off of internet leads from 2% to like 2.8% or something like that, right? It's it's how do you encourage your agents who are underneath you to consistently follow up on the leads that you're paying for from Google pay-per-click. Like they're tactical things, but they were tactical things that only the most valuable slice of the market care about. We didn't cover a lot of lower level tactical things because we knew that even if those got downloads, it wouldn't pull the right people into the show. So we were very focused in terms of the content that we, we sh- uh, shared on the podcast being very deep being very advanced and being meant straight for those types of savvy, sophisticated, affluent people who are most likely to buy the coaching and and events. Now, the fourth thing we did is we got the host featured on other podcasts to reach more people and pull them into our audience. And what I had him focus on was his story. He had this amazing fast growth story. And so we basically pitched him, we got him featured on a bunch of other podcasts in the real estate space and a few others uh, that were kind of adjacent. And the goal was just for him to share his story. Right? Because once you share his story, inevitably his clear and compelling idea would come up and that gets people's attention. His clear and compelling idea was, I run a seven-figure real estate team and it takes me a, a half a day a week to run it and I can teach you to do the same thing and you can do the same thing in your market. Like That was the idea that he was selling. And once his, all he had to do is share his story and that idea inevitably comes out of the story, that grabs attention and people say to themselves, wow, I, I didn't even know that was possible. where do I find out more? I have to learn more. And of course, the next step was great. We have an event for you where you can not only learn more, but you can literally walk away with the exact systems to do it. Right? So it was a very, very natural step from him going out and sharing his story on other podcasts to creating demand for the coaching and events that he was selling. Okay. And then finally, we kept the brand flexible. So we had freedom of movement. What I mean by that is we didn't name it, you know, the, dominant real estate. We didn't name it anything having to do with real estate in the title. We called it the team building podcast because I knew that at some point he was going to want to speak to more than just real estate audiences. And I felt that his best bet was to speak on team building and leadership as opposed to just real estate topics. And so the real estate part is mentioned in the tagline or the slogan of the podcast, but not in the title. So what that gives us the ability to do is we were able to play around with the tagline a little bit, and if he ever decides to expand and talk about bigger things outside of just real estate, which for example, he, he kind of is right now, with talking about auxiliary services, uh, adding an investment wing to your real estate business, like all that stuff, it still falls under the heading of the team building podcast, right? So it fits under this kind of flexible brand that we came up with and allows him to talk about things that are bigger and even allows him 10 years from now, if he wants to stop talking about real estate completely, he can because his podcast, the title of it is not the real estate team or anything like that, it's the team building podcast. So we created this brand that's flexible and allows what I call freedom of movement. And there's a whole chapter about freedom of movement in the book and how to do that in your brand. So all of those things, all those experiences of being able to to more effectively and directly monetize that podcast that had a very small, uh, more advanced, more savvy um, target market really sent me down this path of thinking very deeply and experimenting with the concepts that eventually ended up being micro famous. So I share all that because uh, to me, it was a very real and visceral split test that happened completely by accident. But it essentially gave me an inside peek into what was really working with podcasting today. Whereas most people are teaching you how to focus on the mainstream and trying to teach you how to hit the new and noteworthy and you know, trying to teach you how to build a a big email list. Um, You know, they don't tell you a lot of times that that's the secret to a big launch. And most of the, most of the bigger podcasts that have launched in the business space over the past few years have already had established brands, established social media audiences and established email lists, right? They don't tell you all that. Um, So they're still teaching things that worked for them five years ago when iTunes was a much different place. And so I, and I, I lived through that transition. And that's where a lot of the strategies for Microfamous came from. So um, learn from my split test. Um, All the lessons that that I learned from that that eventually ended up being key concepts for how I help thought leaders launch and produce podcasts, uh, it's all in the Microfamous book. And so I want to shift gears a little bit because um, the the Microfamous book is now on the Kindle store. Uh, We're doing a a couple of days of 100% free, so you can actually go and get the book right now. Uh, It's live if you go to microfamousbook.com, Uh, right now that points to the Kindle page with the book. So you can grab that, you can download it, throw it onto your Kindle, uh, throw it onto any tablet. You can actually download the Kindle app onto your phone and you can actually send it there. So there's a bunch of different ways that you can get the book. I would really appreciate it if you got it because the more people we have that download it in this compressed period of time, um, the better and the higher it ranks, which would be awesome. Um, and in the book, I lay out the strategy for becoming famously influential to the right people. So, uh, if you want to do, let's say what Tesla did, Right. You go affluent first. Starbucks, same thing with coffee. Apple, same thing with the iPhone and the iPad, right? You go high-end first, you go get your early adopters, and then you go after the mainstream later. There's a very specific way to do this in podcasting that will help support a coaching, consulting, speakery, you know, author type of business. Uh, and that's all laid out in the book. So If you don't want to be, you know, if you're tired of trying to be everything to everyone, if you're tired of hopping on every new social media app, if you're tired of feeling guilty because you're not glued to your phone or you don't want to take selfies every five minutes uh, and you're tired of sitting on the sidelines while other people are working with the clients you want to work with or you're seeing other people get featured on the podcast that you listen to or speak at the events you want to speak at, then it's time to grab the book. Uh, I think it'll be really, really equipping and encouraging and it will give you a lot of clarity on the way forward. So that as opposed to being scattered and chaotic and kind of looking around for the latest new tactics to try to get an edge, you can move forward with confidence and clarity and know that you're going in the right direction and know that you're working your way towards becoming known for the right thing to the right people. So go grab the book, go to microfamousbook.com, grab the free version on Kindle today. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can always reach out can join the Microfamous community on Facebook. But the most effective thing you can do right now is just go grab a copy of the book, start digging in, grab the Kindle version and uh, start to enjoy it and implement it. All right. We'll talk to you on the next edition of the Microfamous podcast. Thanks for listening to the Micro Famous Podcast. If you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, connect with us at getmicrofamous.com. It's the best way to take the next step to implementing the Micro Famous strategy in your business so you can attract an audience, build influence, and become the Micro Famous leader you're meant to be. And we'll see you on the next episode.